What's up guys? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com and I'll be honest, it's been a long time since I have done one of these while I was just walking around. And uh, it's been very rainy and, and cloudy and dreary, uh, which frankly is some of my favorite weather. <laughs> I love that. But um, anyways, the, the rain is broken and the weather is uh, very nice. It's not hot. It might be our last cool evening until... October, November, or whatever. So, I think we might get a few a few others, but um, yeah, I'm uh, figured now's the time. Now's the time to enjoy this here, enjoy my uh, my hoodie, perhaps one last time outside <laughs> until the end of the year. Um, anyways, we've got a lot to cover. I think here. Well, I don't think we have a lot. I I just have a lot I want to talk about. So, <laughs> and uh, I guess I'll uh, uh, start off with with by the way. <laughs> Man, the A's. Like, I haven't said anything about them, I don't think, this year. But um, apparently, uh, they're going to be moving to Vegas. And the nostalgia I have for the Oakland A's is uh, is kind of taking that... The nostalgic part of me is, is taking this uh, uh, kind of hard. Not really, not as hard as I think a lot of people are. Certainly, if you are an A's fan in the Bay Area, that's got to be very difficult. I know a guy that uh, that he actually is an A's fan, and he says, "I'm done. I'm not rooting for them anymore when they when they leave. I'm going to uh, switch over to the Giants." So I think it's very possible. I don't know if that's a good pulse on the situation for the majority of A's fans, um, or even a good chunk in the Bay Area uh, or otherwise, but I found that interesting. I found that as an interesting take. I'll still be an Ace fan myself, uh, but uh, <laughs> it, it's just, it's it's hard right now, right? Because I, I think they, uh, they actually went a record, I don't know what it was, 30, 30 something, uh, excuse me, 30 something games in to the season without a starting pitcher uh, having recorded a win. And I go, wow, that's nuts. And I saw a meme tonight. I'm not sure if it's true or not. It looked like it wasn't supposed to be a joke or anything. But they said that Bryce Harper had Tommy John surgery and healed completely uh, from the time that the last uh, A's starting pitcher won a game and, uh, um, or in the next one, because I think they finally did uh, win one with the starting pitcher for like May 5th or something like that. So <laughs> that's kind of wild. Like, I think they sit right now at 8 and 20. And it reminds me a lot of the 2003 Tigers. They were a horrible team. I remember their winning percentage early on was like 250, which, you know, for those of you who uh, are not too big at mathing, um, it basically one out of every four games is how many they'd win. And I go, I'm thinking, man, back in 2003, I was like, I was 23 years old, and I was thinking, wow, that must be absolutely miserable to be a Tigers fan. That was like record-breaking well guess who's on the pace to be much worse because I think the Tigers end up with a winning percentage of like 300 or 330 or something and 
Uh, the A's are at, I think, 210, like 210, 220. I think that's their winning percentage. I think they're like 8 and 20 right now. And uh, it's very bad. It is very, very bad. Uh, the attendance is terrible. Uh, they're having a very hard time out there. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like, you know, the powers that be are just saying, okay, just uh, let them die. They're leaving anyways kind of thing. And, you know, the fans aren't really appreciative of that either. I do think I heard like some sort of uh, reverse boycott that they might do. <laughs> so that's uh, that's kind of interesting. But I'll tell you what, though, it is uh, very, very strange to see a team uh, tank like this that has that had this powerhouse in the late 80s and early 90s that went to the World Series in 1988, 1989, and 1990. Like, you guys, like, they went to the World Series three years in a row. They had the highest paid player at the time in Canseco. They had McGuire. They had Ricky Henderson. They had... Uh, Dennis Eckersley. I mean, they had legit bonafide best of the best superstars. And now they're the absolute worst in baseball. And I mean, you, know, you even go back, uh, you come closer uh, as far as uh, time goes. I mean, Moneyball was, uh, that movie was made about them because they're uh, doing so well with so little. Uh, and then you have, uh, what was it, uh, in the seventies, I mean, they, they won, if I remember correctly, three world series in a row, 72, 73, 74. I mean, there has been a lot of amazing teams and players to come out of Oakland. And, uh, and by the way, this will be the fourth move or the fourth team, uh, city that the athletics have been in. The first one was, uh, was Philadelphia. So they started off with the Philadelphia Athletics and then they went to Kansas City, the Kansas City Athletics, and of course the Oakland A's. And so this will be this will be weird. I wonder if they'll keep the name. I'm sure they will, but I was thinking what if they call it like the Las Vegas Aces or something? Like <laughs> that'd be kind of interesting because of the whole Vegas uh gambling kind of deal or whatever. But uh I don't know. I I hope they stick with the A's, obviously, um, and I hope they keep their their elephant uh, mascot and logo and everything. But I'm I'm curious. I'm very curious to see how the rest of this year is going to pan out. Like, there might be some weird things happening at A's games for this next year. And I don't know when they're supposed to be moving to Vegas. I don't know if it's like you know next year. or two, three, four years down the road, but I think it's going to be a very, uh, <laughs> sadly record-breaking, uh, future <laughs> and not in a good way for the A's. Uh, I think they very well possibly could go down as maybe the worst team, uh, since nine, you know, uh, starting in 1900, uh, that baseball scene. So we'll see what happens, but you know, miracles can happen, of course. And I'm sure they'll have a, a hot streak at some point, or maybe a, a hot for them streak or a warm streak or something. I don't know, but it's just such a weird, kind of sad thing. Like and I remember, uh, I think it was 2013. I could be wrong on the year, 
but we had a lot of really good guys. We had uh, Sonny Gray, Jonas uh, Cespedes, Josh Donaldson. Like, there's some serious power, uh, some serious superstars. And then, like, I think by the All Star break, uh, we went from like first place to last place after getting rid of Cespedes and Donaldson. I think a few others just go, I was thinking, man, what the heck is going on? This is awful. And it took, it took years, but like eventually days got back up into, you know, contention and stuff. But like, I missed like having that, you know, kind of back and forth inside me wherever the A's and Astros were going at it against each other. Uh, for a playoff spot or whatever to, you know, kind of move on. And sadly, I don't think we're going to be seeing that for quite a while anymore, unfortunately. Um, you know, I do think probably, uh, I, I think Vegas might be the best move for them long term. Um, in fact, I'm going to call it now. Uh, 2033, the Las Vegas A's are going to be World Series champions. There you go. There's my... There's my prediction, and uh, you can count on that, baby. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, <laughs> 2033, I will also be 53. So, and uh, speaking of which, I actually just turned 43 yesterday. And uh, man, well, <laughs> I'll be honest, I was telling a buddy about this earlier. Um, I, uh, I feel old. <laughs> This past year has really taken a toll on us. Uh, and I just feel very, very old. I uh, feel like I've aged a lot. And I think Holly probably would say the same. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we had, uh, you know, there's a, a holiday which I wish we never knew existed called Bereaved Mother's Day. Um, and that was uh, this past Sunday. And then coming up here, we have Mother's Day. And then we have uh, Beckett, our three-year-old's birthday, uh, coming up the next day. Uh, will be four. And that happens to be the uh, eighth-month uh, anniversary of when Phoenix passed away. So we've got a lot of... Uh, very emotionally difficult things coming up ahead of us and have just finished up a number of emotional things. Like every milestone is like just sucky. Like it's just hard. But anyway, so, so yeah, I'm sorry. And this is a baseball card, uh, podcast. And I'm talking about all the sad stuff. So sorry. Um, but, uh, but yeah, anyways, in any event, I did uh, do one thing. This is kind of a fun thing that I was, looking forward to and I, I really appreciate uh baseball cards because they've given me an escape uh of real life to just kind of sit back and enjoy and uh one of such uh uh cards is uh is something I actually posted and went live with after having it for nearly a couple of weeks uh <laughs> So I posted that on, on my birthday, and I was actually looking forward to posting it on my birthday, just to kind of give me something to look forward to, to you know, kind of share the experience and the excitement and everything. Um, but uh, <laughs> I still can't believe I got it. Like, uh, I, I'm, I'm beside myself. I'm really, really happy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll tell you about it. It's uh, 
I'll, I'll tell you what it is and I'll tell you the, the, the story um, behind it because it's got quite a story behind it. Uh, for me anyway, it, you might not care a lick, but you know, we'll, we'll give it a try. <laughs> so it's a 1996 Mirror Gold, 1996 Lux Certified Mirror Gold. Uh, Canseco's on the Red Sox. He looks like uh, not the best picture. He's running the base paths and looks like he's actually trying to run for a bathroom after uh, having Taco Bell. But, <laughs> but it's, a, it, it's a, a big time card. And I'll tell you how big in a little bit as well. But uh, when I first started super collecting, um, the three big cards for me that were like grail status, like grail grail status, were the 1998 uh, Donruss Crusade Red, the 1997 Pinnacle totally Totally Certified Platinum, and the 1996 Select Certified Mirror Gold. Whew, man, uh, they weren't just rare, they're beautiful. And if you know me, both of those pieces really kind of have to exist uh, to really get my my engine going because uh, there's a boatload of rare cards out there. I mean, gosh, for crying out loud, I think there's <laughs> Leaf probably printed out 200 one of ones of Canseco this year or something like that. Uh, maybe check that because I might not be too far off. <laughs> but uh, anyways, so rarity doesn't just do it for me. Um, it's the story, it's the beauty uh, of the card and everything. If it all, uh, if it checks all the boxes, then man, it gets me excited. You guys, like, I love it. And those three cards, they just did it for me. I saw them in someone else's collection and, and I was like, man, those are the cards to have. Uh, so the 98 Red Crusade, I knew somebody that had... Uh, had one and we came close to making a deal. I think they pulled out like two or three times and I finally got one and I landed it for uh, big money and when I say big money I mean I kind of laugh because it's like nothing now compared to what it was. It was like uh, $1,100 I think and I go oh man this is a, a big deal that's real expensive and I mean <laughs> and now <laughs> compared to what they go to forget about it. But <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I was really, uh, really excited about it. And when I got it in, I just, you know, held it. And was like, man, you know what? <laughs> this looks beautiful on screen. This looks way more beautiful in hand. It's perfect. It's great. It's amazing. So I got the 98 Crusade Red and was just loving it. And the next one was the 97 uh, Pinnacle Totally Certified Platinum. Uh, and this card, you guys, like, it's perfect. Um, the Crusade Red is great. I mean, more than great. Like, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. The Pinnacle Totally Certified Platinum is just, I mean, it's literally what I might consider to be the perfect card. Um, it's, uh, it's like a gold and it's got Dufex technology. Uh, it the colors match the A's. Can say it goes on the A's. Um, and he's swinging. It's a great picture. Uh, everything's perfect on it. So, um, and uh, you know, I, I got a 
really fun story that I wrote about probably six years ago or so uh, when I first picked it up. And uh, it came from, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I've really said it before or not, you know, publicly or whatever. So we'll just kind of keep it, uh, keep it on the, on the low down, down low, no doubt <laughs> for now. But uh, it's actually a sample card because the normal ones are serial numbered. Uh, this one is not. And it's the only one I've seen that's not serial numbered. And uh, normally they're going to be out of 30. Uh, but this one comes from a very prominent collection, like from somebody that is one of uh, one of the people that I consider a friend now that is, uh, you know, just a very important person in the hobby. So the whole thing just works perfectly. It's, a, it's just a great, wonderful card. And uh, I actually ended up, when I sold out of you know when i retired from super collecting i actually sold that card and the crusade uh the crusade red which is wild uh, <laughs> i uh after a while i ended up saying you know what i think what i need to do is i need to rethink what i'm doing here and i am going to go ahead and start collecting cards i only really really love so I ended up going back to the same person I got the uh, 97 uh, Pinnacle Totally Certified that they actually uh, sold it to. And I offered, and I think it probably took a month or two, I offered a bunch of trade deals and everything. I ended up uh, trading a game used sign helmet <laughs> to get the card back. That's how much I love that card. And I got it back. And let me tell you guys something like when you let go of a card and you really really want it back uh it's fun when it comes back because it's almost like it's weird i can't explain it, but it's almost better the second time around and that's kind of how it feels with that totally certified uh, platinum because i could have at some point down the road picked up another one that was serial numbered or whatever but like <laughs> There's 30 of the serial numbered ones. This might be the only one that's unnumbered. <laughs> you know, I mean, there very well could be some others out there. I just don't know. But uh, out of the, let me see, one, two, uh, three. I think there's three others out there that I know of. Um, they're all numbered. And, uh, and by the way, I've got the rainbow of unnumbered uh, samples, which is really cool of that set. So... Uh, so to be able to get that specific one back, like a, it, I call it a boomerang card. I've called uh, many of <laughs> my cards boomerang cards, but uh, that's uh, that's especially one that, uh, whew, I got lucky. <laughs> I dodged a bullet <laughs> big time. So I'm very happy to get that back. So now the thing is to go back to the 96 Select uh, Certified Mirror Gold. Uh, yeah. And by the way, I got back the uh, the Crusade Red. I actually uh, uh, bought a couple collections. I think I think I probably had three or so Red Crusades at one point or another uh, at this point. But uh, but anyway, so I have one back in my collection. So I have both those two, which is great. Um, anyway, so <laughs> the nice six like certified mirror gold. 
that never showed up my entire time uh, super collecting. And to my knowledge, uh, it hadn't surfaced on eBay before ever. Um, and so it was one of those things where it's like, oh, bummer, oh well, not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> at some point it'll pop, but I mean, you know, hey, what can you do? Well, <laughs> a half a year after I decided to sell out, uh, <laughs> somebody ends up breaking up their set. I don't know if it was a complete set or not, but they broke what they had and they went to a high-end uh, consigner and they listed all of them on 10-day auction separately on eBay. And I go, oh my gosh, this is V1. <laughs> oh man, this is incredible. This is a PSA 7. And... Uh, I said, well, I don't care about grade. I don't care about uh, the grade at all when it comes to the Conseco cards. And if I do end up winning this, I'm 100% cracking this puppy out. <laughs> so anyways, uh, 10 days, by the way, you guys, like, that's torture. I'm thinking, man, out of the three grails, this is the only one that had not, uh, had not landed. So... Anyways, I ended up uh, uh, putting in my bid uh, and changing it over and over and over again, higher, lower, higher, lower. And uh, man, I was uh, I was I was really biting my nails. And so finally, the day of comes. I go, wow, we're going to find out by this evening if I am the owner of Nine Six Mirror Gold or not. So, <laughs> like, okay, and the day just drags on. Well, that night comes, and I'm sitting there watching TV, and my phone in my hand. Uh, I don't even remember what I'm watching. <laughs> I probably wrote about it on my podcast, or on my, uh, on my blog, rather, at TamaBaseballFan.com. But I remember sitting there, and some of these other big-time certified mirror gold cards were, uh, were ending at enormous prices for the time anyway and i go oh man that's incredible and, and my heart starts pounding like because it gets to be like three minutes then two minutes then one minute i'm sitting there with my phone in my hand which is really stupid you guys like it's just baseball cards right it's just baseball cards but i'm sure that some of you all out there can can understand <laughs> the passion <laughs> the the craziness of this whole thing but my my hand is shaking as I'm counting down the seconds. And what happens is whenever uh, you know a bid comes in at the end, your phone vibrates a little bit. So, and then of course there's snipers and everything, you know, so at the last you know 30 seconds you see it go from you know $300 to $800 to $1,200 to $1,800 and then all the way up to the fifth, five seconds and then uh, and then it says like it hit like $2,600 and you know you're just freaking out you know and it ends and then it says congratulations you're the winner you can pay now and you go oh my gosh and so really 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 excited about it um, not excited about the price because again at the time it was record breaking uh, and now 
it's nothing. I mean, it's like, <laughs> that's peanuts compared to what it'll, you know, what it would do now. But back then, that was the highest paid card that anyone had ever paid for a Conseco at that point. Since then, there have been a handful of others that have gone for quite a bit more. Um, but in any event, I was able to uh, grab the only other one, I've, the only one that I know of that's, that's at eBay, uh, you know, for sale as a single there. So, uh, which is really, really crazy. It's 2019, still haven't seen one. <laughs> I still haven't seen one uh, for sale on eBay ever. So, anyways, I, uh, I ended up, I'm sorry, I'm kind of wading through some water here, um, to clean up my sandals. But, um, anyways, uh, <laughs> so 2021 comes around and let me tell you this, by the way. So I ended up, I'm trying to think of, of when all this happened. I think at some point, uh, during the time I had the mirror gold, I ended up picking up another grail which is the 98 pmg that's a big deal of a card you guys like it's literally right up there with those other three that i talked about so um i just didn't know i loved it as much until i had one in hand i go wow this is amazing uh, but anyways so uh um here i have here i'm feeling like more complete and everything i've got you know i've X is super collecting, but I still have like the majority of the grails that I want. And I just feel extremely grateful uh, for them, right? Like thankful that, uh, cause I feel like I shouldn't have these. I feel like I've uh, um, got away with something. You know, I, I got out of super collecting and yet here I am with the majority of my favorite cards still. And I go, wow, well, so 2021, we're talking about two years later, uh, I end up uh, <laughs> reaching out to somebody. We're talking. It's a buddy of mine. And uh, the subject of selling my 96 Lux certified mirror gold, uh, Conseco comes up. I am offered, uh, I don't know if I'm offered it or if I offered it. Either way. <laughs> Uh, it ended up selling to a buddy of mine for record-breaking money. And to my knowledge, the amount paid for it stands today as the highest paid ever, highest money ever paid for any Conseco card ever. Um, that was in 2021. Now, let me tell you what else happened here because <laughs> there's a little bit more of a story. Uh, I ended up, uh, well, first of all, here's another thing. Part of the deal... Uh, was also a few other cards was to go with it. Um, one of which was a 2015 Dynasty uh, numbered out five. It's got 25th anniversary sleeve patch. Um, one of my favorite uh, Dynasty cards of Kinseiko. And I ended up making a deal with my buddy and went to sleep and I woke up going like, what have I done? <laughs> Why did I get rid of that dynasty? So I'm like, hey man, is there anything I can do to persuade you to not take that dynasty? <laughs> he goes, nope, it's mine. I go, ah. Oh. I said, well, let me do this. And I offered him an entire rainbow of a leaf product of Kinseiko. 
and another Panini card that was out of 10, and another Topps card out of 10 that was a stamp and coin, I think, if I remember correctly. Uh, and a Topps Inception card numbered out of, out of 10. It was orange, just beautiful. Like, probably my favorite uh, modern-looking card. Uh, that's autograph only. And uh, and I say, listen, I'll give you all this. You let me have my dynasty back in 150 bucks. He goes, you know what? Okay. And I started thinking, you know, that Inception card especially. So I was really happy that I kept my dynasty. I still have it. Really happy that I kept my uh, uh, dynasty. But I was thinking about the Inception card. I was like, listen, I'm never going to complete the rainbow it might possibly be the most beautiful modern rainbow uh, Kinseiko set uh, ever in recent history. And <laughs> I'm never going to complete the rainbow. And it's out of 10. That orange one's out of 10. This is the only one that's ever popped up. I'll, I'll find another one if I want it. Well, guess what? <laughs> to my recollection, later that very day, the one of one pops up. <laughs> And I end up winning at auction. And I, I okay, so it's a four-card rainbow. It's got the one of one, the out of five, the out of ten, and the out of twenty. So, which by the way, like the prices on the on them are kind of crazy. Like, even though it's out of twenty, there's sometimes that card will go for uh fifty, sixty, seventy dollars, the the easiest one to find. And uh, guess what? So we're sitting at over two years from the time I got rid of that out of 10, four of the cards, they're numbered out of five, a number of the cards out of 20, and the one of one have all surfaced. You know how many of those orange out of 10 cards have surfaced? One, just that one that I got rid of. <laughs> it's been over two stinking years. So I went to my buddy and actually ended up making a deal uh, to get that card back in my collection. Uh, this is kind of like a little side quest to, you know, before I finish up the rest of the story with the 96 Mirror Gold. Uh, but anyway, um, so now I have the rainbow for the first time and, uh, you know, ever for that uh, with Inception set, which is just, uh, it's a magnificently beautiful set. Um, but anyways, 96 like certified Mirror Gold. Um, <laughs> I end up selling it uh, to my buddy, record-breaking money, and this is what I've told people before, because I know there's a lot of people out there that are listening to this. They're kind of gritting their teeth. They're like, why doesn't Tanner keep his cards? <laughs> and I understand. I hear you. The problem is if I'm uh, able to move a piece of cardboard for money that's record breaking, uh, I would feel dumb not taking it. You know, <laughs> I want to feel I want to be wise with what I'm doing in the collection and, and realizing that this is really just all cardboard. So, uh, now with that said, you know, I'm sitting there going like, man, I got rid of like a grail card and I, I miss it. Like there's no way, um, I would go back and change things or whatever because the money was too good, but man, I really miss it. And ultimately came to grips with the fact that you know, it just, <laughs> it just, uh, uh, may never come back. I may never get another one. Uh, certainly not if it goes to auction. I mean, that'd be 
you know, no, <laughs> it just wouldn't be in my collection, unfortunately, not in, you know, today's Canseco hobby dollars. Uh, but another thing happened, which is like about a year later, somebody approached me for uh, PMG and that ended up going for uh, record breaking money for that car too. And so there again, I felt <laughs> I'd be stupid if I didn't take it. So I just got to take it. So I took it. I go, man, I had my four grail cards. Uh, now I don't. So <laughs> what the heck? So uh, 2022 was like literally nothing to, to write home about at all. Like I literally didn't have uh, hardly any cool Conseco cards come in. Uh, I had a few, but you know, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, 2023 comes around and it has been insane. I ended up uh, landing a Leaf Auto Patch 1 of 1, which was part of the deal for me to get my Inception back, uh, which I'm okay with. I'm, <laughs> you know, serial numbers aren't everything for me. Uh, the, so if it's like a Leaf 1 of 1, uh, I'm okay with parting with it. I got a Leaf Barrel 1 of 1. I ended up moving that. I ended up getting a Topps Chrome Black Superfractor autograph of Kinseiko. And then a 96 Ultra Home Run Kings exchange back gold medallion, which is a massive deal. <laughs> I'd only seen one other. And uh, it was really faded. Um, this one that I have is like glossy and it's real nice. The other one probably looks fine too it's just a you had a bad scan i'm sure but you could definitely tell that there's a major difference between the two they're the only two i've ever seen so before last year nobody even knew that dang card existed <laughs> if that tells you anything so anyways uh very fortunate to get that then uh all of a sudden uh three cards three massive 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 cards come in have the uh, 98 PMG comes back to me. Uh, I end up uh, doing pretty darn well uh, as far as you know, price-wise to get it. So I, I ended up coming out on the positive side of that for having sold it before. Then the 1999 Fleer Tradition starting nine, nine out of nine. It's a lot of nines, which by the way, uh, Holly and I met $9,999, which is fun also, right? <laughs> but uh, it, it pops up and I get it. And that is a tremendously huge card. It is the second hardest, second lowest numbered, non-one of one uh, Canseco card, uh, from what I recall, from the 90s. So it's a big deal. And then <laughs> all of that to say, the main event for me the 96 mirror gold comes back. Uh, not the same one, um, it's a different one, but I now have a 96 mirror gold again in my collection. And let me tell you something. Uh, it is fun because now I really feel like I have a, like a complete collection. <laughs> Like, if I don't add anything to this collection, I would be fine. 
Um, I want to, let me tell you, I really, there are a handful of cards out there that I really, really want, but I feel like I don't have any holes. Uh, and, and that doesn't mean anything because there are several collections out there that are bigger and badder and, you know, more Canseco cards and this, that, and the other. You guys, I only have like 150 cards of Canseco or so. And probably a lot of those could stand to be moved because uh, they, they don't like, I'm not like madly in love with them or anything. Um, but it's kind of fun and weird to think that. That's what that nice six Marigold did for me. Uh, of course, on the heels of, uh, you know, the starting nine in the PMG, um, all that happened within like four months, these past four months, which is weird, but yeah, like I said, there's a handful of other Consego cards that I would just, you know, oh, would love to have them. But right now, like I'm just thinking, I feel like my collection is just like, I don't know, like at a complete level, like everything else is just like icing on the cake that I get from here on out, if that makes sense. Um, and uh, yeah, and the fun part is, is like, I think there's probably been as much time passed from the time that I stopped super collecting to now from my entire time that I did super collect. And uh, while I had a boatload more uh, cards back then, and believe me guys, like that was all that I was about. If I was not working or you know, spending time with family, I was looking for Conseco cards, like <laughs> trying to do deals and that and the other, um, which is wild. Uh, <laughs> It's absolutely wild. I cannot tell you how much time I put into that thing, that collection. But anyways, uh, comparing the collections now, uh, I have more wow factor in my collection now than I ever did when I was super collecting. Um, I go, I actually visit this, uh, this thought in my head every so often. What wow factor cards do I have now versus what I had back then and if you put those collections up against each other who would win um, the value and the amount of cards would certainly uh, go toward uh, go in favor of the collection that I had when I was super collector now though there's more wow factor um, and it's actually it's, it's a decently valued collection now, especially in 2023, uh, uh, prices, but anyway, so, uh, but yeah, it's, it's fun to think that like, in spite of the fact that I stopped, um, uh, super collecting, uh, <laughs> I have way cooler stuff now than I did back then. And on top of that, and let me tell you, like, I still go like, oh man, I missed this card and this card and this card. There's probably five or 10 cards from my previous collection. I'm like, man, I really wish I had them back. But for those cards that I had back then, the stuff that I have now is just, it surpasses them, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and, and what's fun also is the money that I used uh, for, uh, from the Consego cards, I went into uh, comics, which they went up really high and then they came back down, but they're still, higher than you know, I paid for them. And the big one, the big thing is the vintage cards. Not just the cards I got, but the knowledge 
of them. And one of them was really kind of fun. I'll talk about two of them, actually. So one of them is a 1910 E90-2 Honest Wagoner. Beautiful car. It looks similar to the T206 Wagoner, um, but uh, it's got a blue background. And it's gorgeous. I ended up um, buying one, being the winner at auction for one, for I think $3,960 at the end of 2019. And like, you know, it's a a big deal of a card. Uh, I always said this card is vastly underrated. Probably the most beautiful Honest Wagoner card out there. Uh, And it's not too terribly less rare than uh, than the Tito 6 at all. Um, and, uh, you know, the reason why it's so underrated is because nobody really knows it exists. They don't know anything about it. If you don't know vintage, you don't know this card exists. So, uh, I end up winning the thing. And I start... Uh, doing my thing like when I go around online and I show the picture and uh, and talk about it the story like basically it was a um, I think it was a caramel company that ended up uh, making it in honor of the Pirates winning the 1909 World Series which is super iconic it's a super iconic World Series um, uh, it was against Ty Cobb there's all kinds of amazing stories that came out of it so it's just uh, it's just a really cool card, and I've been talking about how vastly underrated it was. And so, and my mine is a PSA one, and the front looks like amazing. It's beautiful. The back has a half inch uh, paper loss. That's why they give it a one. And I mean, that's my kind of <laughs> that's my kind of uh, damage because if that didn't occur, it wouldn't be in my collection right now. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I watched this auction uh, at Memory Lane, and it just ended a few days ago. A PSA five just pulled in 116 grand, and the uh, the curb appeal, the the face of the card, is about the same as mine. Maybe mine is a little better, <laughs> you know, which is kind of fun, but. Uh, so I still think this card has room to grow. Um, now mine is certainly not a five, of course. Um, it's a one, so it wouldn't pull in that kind of money at all. But, uh, it is, uh, I'll I'll say this. It's been a very, very, uh, solid investment. And I think that there's a lot more room for it to grow. I think just not everybody knows about the card yet. (laughs) Those that do, they, like I, I'm asked all the time about this card like hey we sell it you you know (laughs) what will it take and everything and uh, (laughs) that's a good sign for its future that's for sure so the next one is uh, is a 1915 Cracker Jack shows Joe Jackson it's right up there it's the same thing like people ask about that card all the time and I picked it up I think probably 2020 and that thing just took off now there's one right now same grade as my PSA 2 uh, and it is at auction at Heritage Auctions and it ends I think tomorrow night uh, 
So I'm looking very forward to seeing uh, what that ends at. So and that's kind of fun, kind of a fun thing to be able to do also is you have a cool card and you uh, see what others do at auction. Uh, so I'm going to be looking very intently. I've refreshed a number of times this week to see whatever new bids are put in. It's got a few other cards in that auction that's, uh, that's my similar card as well. So looking forward to seeing where every, everything ends. But anyway, so yeah, this is a much longer episode than I have uh, done recently. I think I'll probably end it here. I've got a lot of other things to say, but I'll go ahead and uh, shut it down here because I'm about to get home. So, <laughs> But as always, thank you guys for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy collecting.